Welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session, and we have a big announcement coming here, and I'm so excited to introduce our brand new guest host for the reboot of our original uh, podcast series. We haven't been doing a lot of our uh, our original content that we had started with. We're talking, you know, albums and music, and uh, we've been doing a lot of guest speaker episodes and been with the right mind, but we finally have a, a, a co-host, a new, guest, uh, new uh, co-host who will be with us going forward. He looks familiar. You guys can see the Lakers, obviously, if you remember that episode where I was kind of getting uh, getting into him about the Lakers. So, but uh, Phoenix Rios is our official co-host to the Turntable Teachers. What's up, baby? Let's go. What's up, brother? What's up, baby? What's going on? <laughs> That's awesome. I feel I didn't even realize you're gonna do all that. Oh, my Alexa just went off. Alexa, stop listening. <laughs> Does Alexa want to get in on the conversation? Yeah, 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 definitely. That's like it's a two in one kind of thing. I come with Alexa. I'm bringing. I'm leveling this thing up, man. I'm <laughs> automating it with the voice. Let's go. I'm excited for this. Me too, man. So again, I'm I'm really excited that we uh, we have you as a part of the team and as a as a as a co-host for this for the show. And uh, I just thought like we like we had such a good conversation the first time, and and you and I have been kind of in the uh, behind the scenes working on uh, this this reboot. And uh, much much better than me talking to myself, I think, with some of these episodes. So I, like I said, I'm yeah. really excited to to have you, man, and, and to to have these conversations. I think already, um, and just what we have to talk about today, you know, I think you, you, you've brought some you've brought me into some new worlds that I'm not even uh, I wasn't even aware of until until this past weekend. So we'll, we'll get oh, yeah. we'll get into We're that. Gonna talk about that. We're gonna get into that. We'll get and into. I'm, that. I'm glad to be here, man. I, I loved. I loved your other stuff. I loved the conversation we had in the guest speaker episode, and like, uh, I, I, this is as good as it could have worked out for me because I came into it hoping like maybe they'll get me on again, maybe we could uh, do something in the future. But I'm glad that we vibed in. I'm totally, I'm up for this. I'm up for this. This is sick. Yep. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing, man. I'm I'm really excited for it as well. And uh, yeah, I think you add a lot of value, and, and our listeners, I I think you will will uh, see the same. So if you didn't. Uh, check out the first guest speaker episode we had with Phoenix Rios. He's an artist as well. He uh, hip hop artist just had a new uh, album drop or EP, I should say, uh, Nocturnal, which is which is very good, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it if you haven't checked that out. Um, Thanks, man. No, oh, of course, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so what? But on this episode and going forward with Phoenix, we're uh, you know we're gonna be talking more about you know again like. Uh, popular music, pop culture, uh, music-related topics, album reviews—you uh, know, sim- some of the similar things we had been doing. Uh, you know, if you've been a fan of ours for a long time, uh, you know, our our first episodes were, were more about about that before we started to dive into more uh, guest speaker episodes. Again, like I said, we're here. We got a, we got a lot to talk about today. It's been a freaking crazy week, bro. I mean, let's—I mean, there's been a lot of ups and downs. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> I, and of course, the the topic on everybody's mind. The day we're recording this, there's not a uh, official uh, president that has been decided yet. Not to get political with it, but um, mm-hmm. hopefully by the time that this episode comes out on Sunday, we'll have some kind of a, a, a sense of where we're going. But we, 
I kind of want to talk about Kanye, obviously, we're, uh, in regards to the presidency, because this is... Uh, 50,000. Isn't that crazy? 50,000. 50,000 people. <laughs> 50,000, dude. That is, like, I don't know, like, I can't tell if it's a flop, because it, it obviously wasn't what a Kanye campaign could be, essentially, but I'm also, like, it was still too much, too, a little too much. <laughs> I know. Much, like. I know. Well, he, he's going to run in 2024 as well. I don't know if you saw that as well. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What is like what is he going to do when he, you know, like that's 50,000 write-ins. I know. <laughs> 50,000 people like on their own with their own initiative like row in somebody when we can't get people to just fill in a bubble for someone else. Like I know. I know. So I mean, and it was pretty crazy that I also thought this too. Uh, he was, believe it or not, when he voted, he claimed he voted for himself, which obviously, I mean, I would too if I was him, but he said that he's... And we can, we can believe that from Kanye for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, talk about, you know, ego. again, he's, he's a musical genius, but I mean, talk about something musical that's a genius. bit egotistical, but he told, he, he told like his, uh, you know, his social media audience that this was the first time he's ever voted, which I find... A very troublesome to me like how how how, how are you running for president if you and you've never voted before like, like now, why do you feel comfortable saying that out loud like that i know so it's i know doesn't that kind of seem hypocritical i i think so personally well, i think that's that's it's obviously hypocritical but i think it, it goes to show like one you know how inspired he is by just like donald trump as a celebrity figure right and two like it, it it's a reflection somewhat of what like a lot of other people think as well like political leaders don't need to be activists or have any kind of career in uh social justice or activism like they just need to be popular which is you know that's a little sad but I, I, it's just I, I think at the end of the day though a lot of that stuff honestly doesn't last and doesn't always you know usually doesn't make it through in the long haul you know what i mean yeah in our pre-record in our uh, when we were like planning this episode i think that you had kind of brought up an interesting question and i think it it, it bodes quite asking now i think does do you think that like more celebrities are going to start running for president and like is that going to be a problem you think like down the line because i personally answering kind of answering my own question i I kind of see what you're saying about like you know this almost becoming a popularity contest in its own right, and I and I'm a little bit worried about other like celebrities or, or hip hop artists or really anybody right that's not uh, hasn't had a life in politics, and then we can go down that rabbit hole about you know politicians and all that stuff. I'm not really here to talk about that all that whole, but I'm I'm more here to like, will do you think we'll start to see more celebrities and like musical artists like run for president like or, or I, office? I hope not, dude. I hope I not, hope not personally. Too. Like I, I think the most interesting part of this is just uh, celebrities. You know, Donald Trump being the epitome of that, but just celebrities having the audacity, you know, to leverage their brand and leverage mm -hmm. their popularity um, in order to get people to go to voting booths, which just feels like an abuse of your platform. It feels like an abuse of, uh, of your uh your following yeah. in my opinion because in, in in my eyes what i also think is going to be the determining factor no matter what even through this term with donald trump and who knows maybe in the next two days like we're gonna have another term of donald trump like it's it's a 
you never know for sure at this point it's looking real close uh but i i think at the end of the day um people who do the work and people who actually care about this passionately should does they deserve these jobs and usually end up getting the jobs um whether it's like they they catch us somebody comes around or some organization comes around and pulls us out of rock bottom or you know just the the perseverance of people who have done this for a long time not willing to let go uh let hand it over to people who made a dope hip-hop album like i think it will balance itself out is what i'm trying to say yeah but i think it's unfair and it but it looks like there's a trend developing essentially if i know these celebrities feeling like this is an arena they can step in which i think is also just disrespectful to people who have been doing it you know that that's exactly essentially what i'm trying to say man like yeah yeah <laughs> and and i think that you know, there's, I, I don't want to, I'm not sitting here, I'm not on like the side of like the shut up and dribble people, right? Like that's not, right. because I think that there's, there's a vast difference in that. Like you can be a social or even political activist as a celebrity, like, or as a musical artist or whoever, right? right? If like, if again, like you said, like if you're passionate about that work, do that work. But I feel like Kanye hasn't really done that work to, to even be that. I mean, Donald Trump didn't either, right? So that's, so that's, right. and that's inherently the issue. It's like, you know, are we just going to hand over these platforms to these people that want to kind of take it and run with it? I don't know. It's strange to me. Like, I, I, I agree. Like, I, it, it seems like a mix of business and politics. And I, and I don't know if I like that very much. And I, I'm baffled, to be honest with you. Like, this is an interesting, interesting uh, statistic that I want to share with you. Over 1,200 votes for Kanye West in Vermont. 1,200 people in Vermont picked Kanye <laughs> West. Crazy. Vermont. That's, That's That is mind-blowing to me. I did not even think that he would get... The, like you said, the 60,000 votes is is baffling to me that he got that I, many. It's, it's like, it's, it's so... There's like... I, I don't know. It's like I'm trying to use a fling a big word out there. It's like paradoxical. It's like there's a, there's a there's a dichotomy there. It's because yeah. at one point I think I think oh it's Kanye West. Of course, no one's gonna I, like logically, no one's gonna elect this person to be a world leader. He's not gonna be a serious threat, even if right. he's gonna get a hundred or five hundred or a thousand people to do it. But then at the same time. Whether I don't know if this is just the way I look at it after Donald Trump, but it's also like a given that someone who's an artist, whether it's someone who's a celebrity, just in American culture, people with celebrity have a lot of influence and re are re more relatable. That is true. Uh, to to people than politicians because that's what they do. Like it, they're mm -hmm. uh, they've been staying out of politics for so long, trying to not be pol too polarizing. Um, but at the end of the day, like, of course, it's a given. Like, yeah, people are going to fuck it. Sorry, I don't know if we're, we're cursing here. No, nah, you're good. You're, you're totally fine. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. people are going to fucking vote for Kanye West. This is Kanye. He's good. There are, He has enough pool of people who love him already that I'm not surprised there's, you know, we have to count for teenagers who just don't. True. This is their first time voting who don't care. Mm. O uh, older people who are also very jaded just by... Uh, by what they've been seeing so they don't care and tons of people who are idolize this person to such a degree where like just to be a part in the moment of history 
they'll write down Kanye West, especially, you know, in our Instagram age, like, or in any age, there'd be a celebrity like him is going to get a good amount of votes. That's where I'm saying it's like a weird, I don't know whether to be surprised by the 50,000 or disappointed or like, I, I can't, I can't tell. There's a little bit know? of both for me. I not disappointed. I'm disappointed in them. Not that. I think he should get more, just to clarify that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Disappointed in the sense that I was disappointed so many people would vote for him. Yes. Uh, I knew, I knew I what you meant. seen it coming. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Hopefully people at, uh, listening at home <laughs> right. or wherever you're listening yeah. understood what you were saying. But, no, I, I completely agree. I think that there is a, I don't know, there's a sense of me that is a little bit concerned seeing that that large of amount of a number Uh that that he got for votes so i don't i don't know it, it does worry me a little bit for the future like are like i said are these celebrities going to think that this is a avenue that they can just jump into because they're already popular and they know that they can at least get 50 to sixty thousand votes without even really doing any campaigning or having any not right. only that not he e- did this yeah in, with on, on like the last second like last second homework type yeah, literally. Yeah, he came in at the eleventh hour and was like, "Hold on, I'm 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 gonna run <laughs> yeah. too." And we were all just kind of like, "I mean, he." I will say this though. Did he, you ever get one of his ads? Sorry, did you ever get one of his ads? Did you ever see one of his ads? I never did. No, why? Are they, and this is why it was. Oh, that's so that's so funny because I felt I I felt a type of way about being targeted as by these Kanye Instagram ads. He put out real ads. And I only know this not because I researched it, <laughs> because <laughs> I received it on my newsfeed and on, on my timeline and Instagram. I, I, uh, maybe it was on his page, but I want to, I, I really want to say it was like, I, it was a paid ad, a sponsored ad that popped up and it was Kanye West. And it was this little graphic video that said, that showed someone how to do a write in on the ballot and showed like write in Kanye West. And then it was like, he, it, it, it looked almost like similar to that Nike commercial he had uh, with Kobe. Um, just in terms of like the camera and effects, like he was like looking out into the sky. Like, I, I don't know if you want to Google this or, or what, dude, but like he's literally, it's like shot very dramatically. He's looking out into the sky, like saying stuff about freedom, rights, liberation. And, <laughs> and he's like, they show how to write in the ballot. And it cuts away, and he's like, this message is approved by Kanye West. And it's just like, whoa. And, and I thought it was so funny, though. Like, this goes to show he's a he's a billionaire, right? Oh, he yeah. He has all these resources. All these things are expendable. Like, he can, if he did this with any kind of forth, with any kind of foresight, he would have done a lot better than he did now. Exactly. And, and just, like, look how good he did with by irrationally jumping into this and that's what scares me right and like exactly he's he's talked about running in the past though this isn't like one of those things but it was always i almost it always just kind of seemed like uh i don't know like he just says so did trump true trump has been talking about this for like 20 plus years like he's taking the same exact rap yeah yeah so that is my fear where it's like will, will people take him more seriously in 24 if he actually takes the campaigning seriously that is my that is my fear with it, right. and I, I just like like you said. I mean, to kind of in, in closing, I think for me, like one of the last things I, I kind of have to say about this whole thing is just like I, I want to leave those jobs up to like you said the people. I mean, I feel this way too. The people that have dedicated their lives for it, and it's not to say that Kanye West can't be a part of that conversation or that he should just shut up and make music or anything like that. Like I'm not saying that at right. all. Like 
dude, like, I appreciate if, you know, like, I think LeBron James gets a ton of, like, backlash for that. And I don't understand why. I, I, I think LeBron James speaking about bigger issues that mean a lot to him are actually a good thing. And I feel like that it'll maybe force other celebrities and athletes to actually get out Definitely. there and maybe use their money wisely and help some of and these causes. Should. Yes, and they should. Like, the, just the philanthropy of it. And, you know... I'm not telling anybody on any anybody on how to you know use their money, but I think Kanye West could have used the money that he probably paid for that ad to maybe go put it towards a different cause that would have been made right. made more of an impact. I don't know. That's just my opinion on that. Um, of, of, of course, so. like yeah, that's a great opinion, Mike. It's not. <laughs> oh, it's thank you. not super wild. It's not a hot take. <laughs> this is like he could have done this, and I think if he had a reputation of doing this, you know, if Jay Z ran for president, I would still say, "Wow, the balls on that guy." Yeah, but he would. I would think about it a lot more with Jay Z, right? Because he has. And maybe that's still, maybe that's still, I'm falling victim to this celebrity culture. Mm -hmm. But with someone like a Jay, you know what I mean? Or, or KRS, or even Kendrick Cole, like, come on, like, just t tons of more figures, even in music, who have a reputation to be more uh, thoughtful and more uh, proactive socially. There are tons of other uh, people who have done that more than Kanye West as of late. And have I agree. more have set more of a precedent in their career to stand for certain things like that, like most deaf, right? Like I True. was seeing something on Instagram where someone had said on on Instagram, you know, criticizing Kanye, being like, "Celebrities are not politicians. Celebrities are not politicians." And of course, you have people in the comments who are like, "Well, what good are politicians?" You know what I mean? So True. what? What? There are tons of people who look at it in that end, like. You know, if someone and I'll even I'm not super I try to be as I try to balance myself with being like sensible, but also like sensitive to, to certain things, whether it's like uh, like with with art. You know what I mean? I, I'm here with the woo, woo, woo. Like he made a good album. Maybe he's very complex as a person, but there, there has to be some work that backs that up. And don't get me wrong, you know, like college dropout late registration those two albums especially uh have just a lot of social commentary right um uh gra graduation a little bit less so but even in his my beautiful dark twisted there's a lot of things that just goes to show that he, he's aware he's made a lot of art that is represented himself well and also uh i think represented what it's like to be a black man in america and be a black man in his position which is obviously social that's and, and that's good that's that's all good stuff but is this a guy who we really trust you know behind the holding the reins of this whole thing uh but sorry to bring it back to the instagram comments someone commented back and was someone commented on her post and was like well what about the mcs like talib kwali or are they sorry? They said, "What about the rappers like Talib Kweli, Most Def, KRS-One, mm -hmm. and a slew of other old school rappers, obviously?" Um, and he put Kendrick and Cole in there, and then she replied, "Those are not rappers or just celebrities; those are MCs." You know, making a distinction. Of course, there's of course there's a caveat everyone because we do realize that artists can have a profound effect on us and can help mobilize people and can help enlighten people so we can't say they have no they have no ability or uh they have no positive influence even on other people because we've seen that they definitely have 
the capacity to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, art just has the capacity to do that. Oh yeah. But it's people who take it seriously that way or not. You know what I mean? I think that's where hip hop is also supposed to be. It's supposed to be you're supposed to be a rapper and an MC, a performer, and you know, uh, just uh, a, a, a performer and a teacher. You know, sure. you're supposed to be you're supposed to be up there doing both because that's that's in the roots of hip hop too, and I think that's in the roots of music and art in general. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry that was so long winded. No, no, no. But I, it's like no. these things, like you're saying, they can they can coexist. Uh, but to but what extent, right? Like, to what extent should they exactly, coexist? Exactly. To know what, what I mean? extent? Yeah. And to what people are we going to grant that? You know what yes, I mean? Yes. True. So like, and true. what what are what standards are we going to hold them? Can they really? Can we really do it just off the basis of music and likability? No. No. Can't. no. <laughs> not in my opinion. Well, no, definitely. And again, not a hot take, Phoenix. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree. But like, there's there's a. I mean, there's, again, like you said, you know, most Def, Talib Kweli, KRS-One, these are guys that have actually done some things outside of music and hip-hop and that have actually, like, created some change. Even another guy like Akon, right? Like, I feel like Akon has done a lot. I can't remember yeah, what country it is, but didn't he, he, didn't he give, like, or help, uh, like, an entire country with, like, clean water or like electricity yeah. or something like that i don't even know what it was i can't remember quite it was like some yeah. third world country but i think he's done that multiple times to multiple countries in africa so that's he, huge he's just been like a huge ambassador and advocate for all of africa to kind of rebuild itself as a continent see that's great he's gone to like multiple countries doing like found, starting up foundations and providing water to people providing electricity providing wi-fi providing hip-hop studios or like you know music studios yeah no that's i mean no i agree like that's that in essence that is great like that that is actual change and, and like akon taking you know i mean he hasn't made any music in you know freaking a decade right he's been right. doing this like this is what he's using his money and like his his philanthropy and his you know his platform and, and just like the the person he became from music like this was like i think it sucks because i feel like with a- someone like akon you know people will just remember him maybe i could be naive about this but uh i feel like a lot of people will remember him for the music rather than some of this other th- other stuff that's actually important in making change and not that again not that he didn't like have an impact on the music industry and, and, and right. things like that but like i don't know man it's it's yeah. funny a- akon's funny uh akon's actually like i think a very unique uh, situation. Uh, personally, I saw him do that Takashi thing. I don't know if you saw him do that Takashi collab video. I did. I did. Takashi Six Nine when he was going on a press tour talking to anybody and everybody that he could, and mm-hmm. most people were rejecting him. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, he popped up on Instagram with Akon uh, remixing Akon's "Locked Up," and it, it hasn't come out. I don't think it's come out as a track. But a lot of people were just obviously upset that Akon would put himself mm. in this Instagram content because he knew it was going out. He was clearly looking at the camera like they were a part of this. Mm-hmm. They thought it through. But like even people, I guess, I guess like Tory Lanes, were commenting like they were upset, suggesting because like they people have tried to get this sample, tried to sample Locked Up and remix Locked Up, and they couldn't get their hands on it. Um, but he does it with Takashi. So so. And that's not people. to outweigh all the other positive things. I was actually going to tell you a small a small thing I learned from a Akon interview I watched on a Breakfast Club. I, I want to say it's Breakfast Club, but he's talking about 
times where he's literally mediating conflicts between warring countries in Africa, wow. setting up deals with all these presidents or, or uh, ministers of, of these places. Um, and at, at some point, even these people are like, this is from the interview, so who knows? This is me. You can take it with a grain of salt. I'm literally just repeating, regurgitating what Akon said in his interview. But he's like doing his best. He has so much influence over there that he can, and and he's has so much willingness to apply everything, all his resources to try and mediate conflict, uh, genuinely trying to unify countries that are having problems, I guess. And and it's he was saying that it was working to a degree where people were, you know, sending him out saying yeah you have our blessing if if you can get this to happen we'll totally uh we'll we'll totally come to the table you know open-minded and like they were surprised that he was actually able to get so many countries to um you know essentially endorse him right so he was like having conversations with real leaders like national leaders yeah. uh over there so it's who it's crazy i don't know what will he be remembered for probably the pop songs probably just the pop songs but I, I think he's um, I, th- I think things like this are going to be on the books for people who care to look a little bit deeper. Yeah. And this will definitely add to his legacy because, you know, it should. Agree. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's a pause. It's again, he's making positive change versus Kanye West just kind of I, I don't know. It's, to me, it's just it just seems like he's uh, saying it, F it. He's saying yeah, he's saying, bro, not. I don't care. This is like this is like a, a man in his in his going through a midlife kind of crisis like trying to find you know his his next new thing and and when you're at when you're at kanye's scale in terms of life when you're at kanye's level you don't just sign up for fucking block watch you go you go and sign up to fucking run to be president because you think you got a shot like exactly i know i know i just i i don't want to be the guy that says like you know stick to music because that's that's the wrong message you know like get get yourself involved but yeah do something like what Akon's doing. I think if he had a track record like that, like if Akon came back and was like, right. I want to run for president, I'd be like, okay, at least he has some experience in foreign affairs and like he knows how to like yeah. rebuild things. Like I would at least be feel better about that. You know, yeah. I don't know if I would still vote for him. It would depend upon who he was running against. But like, that, it, where, you know what I mean? Here's why I think it gets tough. It's because I think a lot of people are going to say like, you know, Trump and I, I'll say this too because I'm the type of guy to say this. You know, Trump got to freaking do it. He got he was allowed to do it yeah. as a white guy. That's that white privilege where clearly there are tons of white. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get so go. I don't mean go. to get crazy, about, but that's that white privilege as a white guy. He's saying, yeah, I can do this, and there are enough white people who, what it seems like on the basis of very surface level things like him maybe being also white, <laughs> like. They give him a large benefit of the doubt right. and will believe in him, place their faith in him. And if it can get him elected, then like who, like you're saying, or just like anybody should uh, be pondering now is like, who are we to say, tell anybody they can't freaking run for office? If, True. if, if at some point someone did it, who was wildly um, underqualified and made it you know what i mean there's there's no way for us to cover up this l and he's offering a hell of a fight right now for the second term <laughs> so like there's clearly there's who am i to also like you know what i mean i'm not gonna tell a black dude i'm not gonna tell a brother just like to not run if he has that much conviction behind it mm-hmm. but i am gonna for myself individually and what i feel like people in the world should do 
is I'm gonna evaluate and assess my leaders thoroughly, and I'm gonna look at your experience. I'm gonna look at your things, and I'm also gonna value the way you conduct yourself. And like, like, yo, I love Ye just as much as anybody else. And you know what I mean. I also want to see, uh, I want to see all people, all all positions of power being filled up by more people of color. Agree I want to see people being represented, and I also want uh, all people of color to aim high. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But yes. I think Kanye, with a little bit more self-awareness, would be able to come to the conclusion that he's not the guy. I would love if he... What if he did something cool? This is just me going on another thing. Like, what if he did something cool, went to freaking Chicago, went to all the social justice uh, uh, programs that Chance the Rappers started up and founded, because he's yeah. actually tapped into these youth, to these young people, say, yo, who's your top guy here at Social Experiment that's born and bred Chicago? Yeah? Has he ever thought about running for office around here? You know, endorse that guy. Such Mobilize that kid who's been Such doing the idea. work. And then it's like, all right, yo, you want to step up to Congress? You want to step up to Senator or Governor or something? Let me keep funding you. Let me endorse you. And let then I'll go, you know, do the things that I do, which we have other things that we know he is passionate about. Music, fashion, and I'm just gonna, I was gonna say like I guess like imperialism. I don't know. Like he's just like I don't know if that makes sense. But he's trying to build his empire. He's also just very obsessed with expanding his brain on a yeah. consume his brand on a consumer level and an artistic level. But like uh, uh, you know, give it to someone who's been there. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, I don't know if I use that word at all in the right context. <laughs> I'm just throwing them out there to sound smart, Mike. You know, it's turntable teachers. I gotta do. I gotta <laughs> sound. I gotta give the SAT words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw them all out here. This is the platform for it. No, I, I think, it, yeah, like you said, I think it's a good, good place to kind of wrap up. I think, yeah, like you know, Kanye should, you know, endorse somebody like that. I think that's a great idea, and I think that that is something like. But I don't think he has the. You know the wherewithal and and the he, he he can't separate the ego from like actually you know doing something like that. So I think that in essence is is kind of the problem with it. But hey, man, I mean, like you said, I I we'll we'll see where it goes in twenty four. Obviously, we'll we'll f- sit back and f- see what happens with this election first. But you know, I I think that is something to maybe consider. Um, you know, as you know, time passes, is you know what are we are we going to just allow these celebrities to continuously put themselves in a position to to you know to be president i just i just don't know if it's if it's a feasible thing and i think the rest of the countries i mean excuse me the rest of the world is kind of looking at us like what are you guys doing and like i agree like what are we yeah. doing dude you know what i what mean what are we doing, what are we man? doing so and i think, I think yeah. it's it's feasible it's it been proved that, that it's feasible. Exactly. Like, that's what the scary. That's the whole scary part about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what is scary about it. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. But uh, speaking of some other, uh, you know, get into some music right now. I definitely yeah, want to talk, no, talk no, some let's music. Keep it political and be as polarizing as we can. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just let's totally dive into you know who we voted Red for. Red versus blue. Who you vote for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's that's totally something we nah, should jump nah, into. Nah, I'm definitely here. 
I want to talk about these next two albums because you, yeah. you seemed like you had a lot to tell me. Well, I think about you did this, too. And I'm glad you put them on my radar. Good. Honestly. I'm glad I did too. I'm glad it I gave did me too. some real good things to, you know, get into and really digest. And yes, I got sir. I got some words for you for sure. All right. I, yeah. I, so I think we had a lot of things we agreed on in the last segment. I think we're going to actually have some very polarizing opinions in this segment. I said, just, 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 <laughs> okay. just, in, just in our conversation, our brief conversation yesterday. So we're going to dive in. We're going to do some album reviews for you guys. We're going to do a Joyner Lucas and Millie's, two of the bigger names to come out of Massachusetts in the last five or so Massachusetts years. Massachusetts stand up, baby. Let's go. Exactly. Massachusetts stand up. Right. Exactly. And uh, we're a Massachusetts based podcast. So of course we want right. to talk about the local guys and uh, yeah, Joyner in, in Millie. So Joyner Lucas is from Worcester out that, that uh, a little bit more out Western mass and then Worcester. Wor- <laughs> Worcester sauce. Have you ever seen that video by the way, where like people not from Massachusetts try to pronounce Massachusetts? No. Uh, sit- oh my God. I'll, I'll send you later. Well, I've it's- seen, I've seen, oh, I've definitely seen uh, things like that. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Some compilation videos. War, like War Chester- I, mean, I can't even do it, and I'm from Massachusetts. We have some <laughs> weird names. Um, one was um, Cochituate. That one. That one looks. That one's insane. Sounds like you just cursed. Exactly like right. You <laughs> yeah, you 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 could have. There's two words out of that you probably could have. If you mispronounce them, they'd be curse words. But yeah, there's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Haverhill's another one. There's just so many. Haverhill uh, is how that's spelled. Yeah, there's so yeah, many people. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But either way, uh, Joanna Lucas from Worcester. Millie's is originally from Cambridge. Uh, they're two doing their thing. They got you know massive followings now, and and just two dropped. Uh, I think two of the bigger projects of their careers. Uh, we'll we'll discuss on whether or not you know we liked the albums or, or what we what we what we take away from them and some of the things we liked that they did. I guess we'll start we'll start with Joiner. I think that's a good place to start. Um, right. What's your history with Joiner Lucas before this coming into this project? You know, this is actually that's a great place to start. Because I don't want anything what I'm about to say after this to sound like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Ooh, okay. All right, this boy is nice. <laughs> okay, this kid is, this dude is nice. He's obviously, Joyner is, I think it's not like offensive to say, right? Like Joyner Lucas is definitely more established than Millie's, um, but yeah. probably been the, uh, the longest most established artists from Massachusetts, at least that I've been aware of. Cousin like Stiz, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I've, of course. But in terms of, like, you know, Jordan Lucas is making songs with Eminem, like, constantly. <laughs> so, yeah. And I don't know what other Massachusetts artists is doing that stuff. Um, but uh, I have been aware of Joyner because he's been in the game for a couple years now. He's been in the game, you know, I'm, I'm, tw- I'm 22, about to turn 23 soon. So I'm, I'm young, but I was aware of him definitely in high school, early high school. And a lot of it were, was the things that he would body, right? Are those mm. music video storytelling combo, uh, d- packages like where like the visuals were on point the the lyricism throughout the 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 song was on point and the most the most astounding thing every time was how he made a story that was so vivid whether it was like a stream of consciousness perspective or a third person perspective that was or whether it was introspective it was he he could do it so well and would be so descriptive and then he also had a dope run of just remixing popular beats I feel like after I got out of high school, like three or four years ago, he was on a tear, you know, just remixing Gucci Gang, DNA, a whole bunch of things that that were hard, that were hard. And even then, he had dropped a project. There's the there's the phone number project. I remember that getting some plays and people really uh, talking about that a lot. And I, I had listened to it, and 
hype, man. I'm, I'm, I'm only saying this, and I feel nervous to even be on a Massachusetts-based podcast because I'm not here. I'm not here for the bashing of MA-based artists at all. You know what I mean? But I'm also gonna be truthful about what I just like musically, I guess. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the whole album uh, because I, I think there's, there's a little bit, and I think this has kind of been the trend for him for most of his career, his at least mainstream career, is that I'm not too compelled by who he is as a person. And when he talks about himself and or when it comes to him offering me some substance about, I don't know, that something that's just removed from more of this uh, storytelling, like uh, vignette style, you know what I mean? Like, because that's what a lot of these things were, it's like, you know they were delivered with these singles with the video combo it's meant to have the visuals and it stands alone it's not related to the track before his project it's not related much to the next track on his project and i think he's still figuring that out honestly so that's kind of where i am with him and how i've looked at him so far though is like this kid can this kid i'm this guy's fucking older than me i'm a, I'm a chump i'm a kid but this guy is nice he's been around for a second i still think his career has a long long ways to go you know which is which i'm saying is there's a lot more maybe untapped potential but uh and, and his lyricism is out of is out of out of here you know what i mean off the oh, charts yeah. i don't oh, know yeah. how else you want to say that like he he's he's nice like but obviously that's not we know that's not what a full that's not the full rapper package just being able to wrap your ass off even though the real backpack heads and the real purists would kill someone for that but like being able to create a catchy song being able to create a certain image that's relatable that's a part of just being a rapper a performer and and i feel like he hasn't been able to do much of that and i'll end it right here because i want to hear more of what your take is on joiner is that him versus uh Mr. Tory Lanez, who who I'm still unsure about of whether or not he's canceled. For me, I, I'm saying he's canceled until proven innocent because you know just the kind of the thing he did, the nature of 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 what we're talking about. But just removed from that, the Tory Lanez versus Joyner Lucas little beef they had in, about two years ago. Tory Lanez being someone who doesn't rap exclusively really showed showed out. I thought had a great showing, in my opinion killed Joyner in that you know what I mean and Joyner tried to hop into his bag of like I'll create the narrative story thing about Tori right but it does it was not applicable does not resonate in that same way and that may be a testimony of how much he's still trying to learn how to do that just in terms of him as an artist you know what I mean yeah but uh yeah I I I I no I a lot of what you said makes makes some sense um to me and and, and i see i see what you're saying just I, some just some just some sense. of it just some of it, some <laughs> it does make some sense to me i my history with joiner is similar um i came on to him the first song i ever heard of his was happy birthday and, and that and like that song as well i think paints an amazing song amazing song the visuals all that i think that kind of piggybacks off of your first the first part of what you said where he does such a good job of painting that story, that picture, telling it. Um, that song, like with the twist and the end and the third verse, like anyone who hasn't heard that song, I highly encourage that one. That, like, that's like a, that's a song that'll kind of leave you with like chills in your bones, like in, in your spine. Anyone who hasn't yeah. spent at least two hours, honestly, like just laid back, 
binging Joyner Lucas videos, they they're missing out on a very good part of hip hop. Yeah. you know, you gotta you have to give them that because it's it's mastercraft kind of storytelling. Absolutely, like that that song was great. I agree with you saying like he made it huge when he was jumping on the Eminem's uh, albums and 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 doing some of those. Uh, guest verses and I really he, this is the second album he's dropped actually this year and I think that while um, there are actually songs on the first project that dropped earlier this year that I like ADHD uh, songs that I liked better than the ones I liked here um, I you do said, you said you liked ADHD did I, think I hear that right? Individual songs, yes. Certain certain individual oh, oh, songs. Oh, because the album was named ADHD. Yes, yes. The, yeah, so so you were talking thing. about the, about the, the title track, ADHD with Logic. Do you like that one? ISIS. He was on ISIS, Logic. Oh, oh I, ISIS, ISIS. That song, not like great on like replayability. I didn't think it was bad. I just wasn't. I, Logic. Okay, I just, just they, wondered. They, they, I, sorry, just had to. That they, one. Yeah. I could have done without. <laughs> like they went off. Like I mean, like they both the flow wise, they, they, they both rapped, can, they rapped. They both can rap their ass off. Logic's verse was better, but I don't know if I. Yeah, definitely. You running that back, Mike? I don't mean to interrupt you, buddy. No, no, no. That back? Not, not as much. No, I don't go back to that song. I mean, when I go back to that album, I definitely. That's not the song I go back to. I really like the song Will a ton. I thought that that song had a ton mm. of. Um, like fun lyricism, I think it. Like if you're a fan of like Will Smith's disc, uh, excuse me, filmography and and his movies, I think that song kind of makes a ton of sense and like is nostalgic in a lot of ways. And and so I and I love the video that he did too. I think he even can, he can uh, even look a little bit like he can pull off the the Will Smith look. He looks a little bit like him <laughs> in some in some ways. In the way in which he was, I thought that was super dope. Um, so that like that that song was good. There was a couple of songs like the song called I think the War with Young Thug I really liked on that album. There was there were individual tracks I liked off ADHD. I thought this Evolution album top to bottom was a little bit more consistent. The problem I have with Joyner Lucas's albums, um, and again just to go back from like we were saying Most like happy definitely happy That's what I'm trying to say happy birthday. I'm not racist, right? That was a, like that video that was huge that huge blew up, blew up. Yeah, exactly. But and honestly, not even like I'm sure you've seen some of the other ones. Like maybe not even his best one, because I'm not racist. Yeah. Is great, great. But it's like maybe not even his. Like he has so many of those uh, video song combos mm -hmm. that are like that. You like what? This was made seven years ago. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, he was he was definitely ahead of himself and ahead of I think at the time with a lot definitely. of that. He did such a good job with those. I think that's his bread and butter. I would agree with you there. Um, my problem, my biggest problem with some of these, and I, it, it, it is a little bit of the, re the relatability factor, but the skits kill me, dude. I can't do the skits. I know, dude. I they're know. so cringy. Who is this teacher? I need to know. <laughs> they're so cringy. I need to they're know. They're so cringy. They're so cringy, dude. It was, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad enough on ADHD, and that was my one criticism of, or one of my bigger criticisms of that album. Also, the fact that like. Half, over half the album was already singles that we had heard. We literally was only like six new songs. But either way, the skits the skits on this album are far far worse. <laughs> it's the skits. It's such bad acting is the problem. Like the it, Alexa, Alexa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alexa came on. She she just wants uh, to, she oh wants to God, chime in. I need to put her on mute. But yeah, no, the the, the voice acting was was bad, bare bad, minimum. Bad. Definitely like that's. And that's something that, like, with I thought a lot of his videos, honestly, could have used better uh, film actors or on-screen actors. But his YouTube videos and him kind of just being what seems like 
you know, smaller independent kind of underground feel is like they can kind of you kind of give it that leeway because the film and then its entirety and all of the song matching it is so cohesive mm-hmm. that when you have some bad actors or actresses you don't hold them against that but you chose to you listen to these skits and didn't have a problem with the way she was talking and you let this go like this is what i'm saying like you know this is what this is why i was interested to just hear you i guess defend this project because with the amount with the skits with the tracks that we've already heard here and the fact that it's 14 tracks i think or 12 tracks or like 45 minutes like just under 45 minutes like this is not a lot here and i feel like it feels like another just uh feels like he's just putting out a project to stay hot this is like one of those like put Strike it out the keep, the temperature, yeah. keep the temperature where it's at yeah, I um, I agree. I, I, I will say this. I, th- I think I definitely liked this album much better than you. There were some definitely some songs on here that I definitely enjoyed. Um, you know, like on, on a song, for example, like on this on this way with the game. I th- like I liked the production actually a ton. I thought it was soulful. I thought it like the piano was gorgeous. To be honest with you, it is actually interesting. With uh, this comes up again on Millie's album, and and I want people to maybe listen to this back and forth, or maybe I'll even like edit it in somewhere. To kind of see the the juxtaposition of 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 this but uh it sounds like a really raw version of uh elevators me and you by outcast with the uh with like the the clinking hi-hat in the back it, it it's not exact but it's it's very like i think either maybe he said maybe he sampled it maybe he didn't or maybe he just took some influence from it or maybe i'm just uh listening and reading too much into it but i i listened to them back and forth and i kind of could hear like some of the bpm being very similar um but i thought even so like this is a, just a weird, like nerdy thing I wanted to point out. Not, not that that's a good or not that it's a good or a bad thing. I'm just just pointing it out. But um, I thought this, Go ahead. I thought this song was a major highlight. I really did. I thought the game did a really nice job. I thought his verse like was awesome. Um, I like what he, what the game was talking about a lot with like seeing his, his old teacher in Trader Joe's saying that oh. the, like, the, the teacher that said he would never amount to anything. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the game washed Joiner. That, that verse was crazy. The that game verse was crazy. washed Joiner there. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like I, and that's and that's where that's where it it was like I'm listening to this and I wanted to like Joyner Lucas and I still support him and I still would, you know I would always still hype up. I'm just glad he's from Massachusetts doing his thing and I, I would definitely put put someone else onto him if they're really into lyricism, mm. lyrical miracle whip type things. But like the game came on and I remember listening to that track. And it was like early in the thing, but I was just like, I don't know anything about Joiner. That was like one of the first things like that came up to me is like every time I go onto a project, no matter how familiar of a name he is, I feel like I don't know crap about him. Mm. <laughs> um, like, and or at least he hasn't said it in a way that's made it stick, and he hasn't created an image that like makes what is unique about him distinct. Mm. Um, but the game came on. Uh, just crazy cadence that that real you know obviously games with that street shit (laughs) but like that 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 the delivery was on point and in the first eight to 12 bars like i thought it was just an example of like wow the game is painting this picture about the kind of person who he is like you know what i mean not in like not in just like these vague ways but it's like recounting and, and telling stories about uh just remembering being broke you know what i mean remembering days giving real vivid specific 
bars about stuff that he's endured in his life and then when he comes with his teacher it's like even if all this isn't necessarily real right because rappers if you can just paint the right compelling thing then it then it goes but it's this kind of that kind of substance i guess that like other rappers that i think are above above are on the tier on top of joiner you know that's what makes them interesting even if they can't rap as well as joiner technically you know yeah, what i mean yeah uh but like the game came on there with swag came on there with style and that i thought that verse was that's i'm glad you brought that up because i was like this game verse was crazy that verse was crazy and then he, he ended on that kaepernick line which i thought was just such a way good way to oh, put it that was oh so my crazy God. black as the pick and kaepernick's yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then he just ended it and it stopped. And the song stopped, and I was like, yeah. "Damn, dude!" And that's why I was like, yeah. "This is." I, that's why I'm like, Joiner might as well have just tapped out. Like he's, you're not saying anything after that. Yeah. No, with 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 the uh, whole album as a whole, like I, he, I think he was trying to frame it as like we're trying to evolve from like this, like the notion of. Um, uh, he was trying. He was trying to basically like portray like the black experience in America, and like how you know we kind of put like this is the country as a whole. Like it kind of just puts um, you know young black boys and girls at such a disadvantage early on. I think that was maybe the part of like the the reason why he was doing the skits and, and things like that, and kind of framing it that way. And I think with the last album too, ADHD, he was trying. I like I see what you're saying where like he doesn't enough of him in these bars. I think he was trying to almost use the skits as a way to be like, oh, I had, like, this is, like, what I was dealing with, like, with my ADHD when I was young. But he was using yeah. the skits to portray it instead of, like, the actual lyricism in the songs. So, yeah. and I do think he had some interesting lines and some bars. I will disagree with you on that, where I feel like some of his lyricism, I thought, was more focused on this project than I had heard in the past. Like, especially on, this, like, the opening track, Evolution, I like how he said, like, I'm starting to understand, like, the shit that Pac was talking about. Where like I, so at least at least this album had somewhat of a framing to it where like that made some sense. Um, yeah, he, he did go it, off on some definitely. of these. He went off on some of these detours, like you know, like like it, I, I, I like, think it had I think it had an obvious sorry, like I think it had like an obvious framework. Yes, you know it did. I mean it, it it's did. to me it's it's to the degree of like how much he dived into each part. Right, you know, which is I mean? the problem. You can make it. You can make the checklist and like. I got this song, I got this song, I got this song that talks about this. I technically brought up all these different kinds of subject matters. Mm -hmm. But like, did you put him in a bar? Did you put him in a verse? Did you have a whole song that like, that like drilled beneath uh, whatever theme that you were talking about, mm -hmm. like on a deep level? Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess that's, I don't know how else to articulate it. No, about, I see what like, you're saying. That's what's missing for me yeah. with Joyner Lucas's music. And I, th I wish that like, I wish I, I think he is also in a spot where he, he's trying to make his image he's trying to establish his image as like a rich hip-hop artist even right. though necessarily he might not be a rich hip-hop artist right but you got to have the drip you got to have the, the the look to at least say you're getting money now mm -hmm. right even if you're not getting money but like this is where like rappers like a Cole, right someone who has a very different cadence but lyrically is in that same caliber and i'll put joiner lucas up there in the caliber of someone like a cole whether artistically i would like him or not which and i that's why i think he doesn't stand a chance but like cole for a lot of his first couple projects even not even for a lot of up until forest hills drive 
like even after he signed with Jay, after he's got Kanye, he he drops on the same day as Kanye, still sells a good amount of albums. You know what I mean? Has his plat even in his platinum album, he's rapping with this hunger that's like I'm still not where I want to be, and everyone's disrespecting me, and that shows this kind of awareness where it's like, yeah, I'm at this place, and like I'm still dealing with rich people things, but I am. He's he's you know being real, like I'm not even in the rich. I'm not dealing with the kind of rich people problems I want to deal with just yet. Where like when I'm listening to Joyner talk about some of the certain things or about stresses and anxieties, I get it. He's at a point right now, so he's famous, so he's dealing. You want to describe things that you're witnessing actually, mm-hmm. but I think it's clear that he wants to be at a, a higher platform, ascend to a different level. Rap with that conviction. You know what I mean? Like rap about how it's not working. Like show me like rap, rap about how like address the fact that people, you know what I mean? Like, like hear the criticism. I think, I feel like he's just, I, that's what I'm saying. Like he's not, he's not oblivious. I think to how people look at him mm-hmm. and he's trying to change the narrative for himself, mm-hmm. but he's not addressing it in the ways that are resolving the actual problems. I'm getting so I'm getting so analytical about it because I love music I love rap music and Joyner's nice and I always want I want to like him as much as I I can I understand he's from mass exactly Uh, yeah but I get upset and I get frustrated almost with his music dog because I'm just like yo like I he's nice you know what I mean or if you're gonna double down bro go Benny the Butcher type Griselda with it even though Griselda's release at a volume where I'm like maybe you could reduce it but they're committing to this niche of right they're in that lane of drug talk blah 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 like do something I don't know I don't know like make make a whole project that cohesively strings along all the things you do well like storytelling mm. yeah you know what exactly I mean? and I, I or, like yeah. count on your strengths if that's what you're gonna do for full-length projects but you do it so well with singles and videos like why why are you not following through and just essentially connecting those all along because we know you can and i'm sure he's attempted it in other things but when you start rapping like oh i'm dealing with being so famous and being so rich like you're famous and rich and who the fuck am i to speak but you're not the person that is a household name and being recognized on every corner you know what i mean like you go to massachusetts you go to other places people might look at you uh you go to massachusetts people definitely know who you are and definitely will be following you but you go to other places i doubt and i bet he knows this too joiner lucas isn't getting recognized you know what i mean (laughs) at every every place he goes he's he you can't don't don't rap and be braggadocious when you're not there you know what i mean it's it's that's these are just kind of like specific criticisms i have literally while listening to the music interesting no i i appreciate the perspective too that you're bringing in and i and i think there's definitely validity to it i i agree i don't know if he's there quite yet i think he's still trying to like you said i think he's still trying to find that um that way about him like even example too, like I didn't really care much for the single snitch in the video. I didn't think it was his best. I think he's done far better, uh, for sure. Far better. Far better. Far better. But I, I think yeah. like the the whispering was cool. Snitch, snitch, snitch. Like yeah, the, I remember like this is just I, I'm over this. Like you know he's it's doing a great job describing it because he does what he does. Yeah, it's, it's it's not something to come back to. But there were tracks here that I did think had some energy or had like. 
aesthetically or sonically like actually i enjoyed quite a bit like zim zima i think is a dope track i think it's got like a totally a banger he's got some crazy flows on that one uh straight like that was very jazzy i thought the like i really do think he one one thing i want to give him a lot of credit for is he really tried to ev uh, evolve his sound on this project where he gave us some more melodic harmonic soulful like hooks um and then definitely some more like um like soulful jazzy production so that that yeah. for me that's what i really liked about him and I, and i and i do think lyrically personally for me this was his more most focused that i've heard joiner lucas from top to bottom as a project so least there i want to give him that credit where i think this might be a step in the right direction for where he's trying to go i just don't think he's quite there yet but there's still songs on here that i probably will come back to i'll take away i think straight like that on this way zim zima and then legend with rick ross i enjoyed quite a bit too and evolution i think those like some like those are the tracks where i really feel like i could see myself going back and listening to those just based off some of the sonic appeal of some of them uh not necessarily like like there were there were like there's lyricism on millie's album um that i remember a lot clearer than i do with joiners um even though i understand more so of where joiner was going with his album like what he was trying to accomplish but i don't feel like i could pick apart as many like memorable lines the most memorable right. lines i had were the games like you know what i mean right. and that that's, inherently that's might be the problem that problem with substance keeps popping up for me um, yeah and i totally appreciated definitely the instrumentation was on point which i feel like goes to show that like he's signed to a major he's trying to take advantage of that um the lyrics the, i, I mean, think the, the production was great i thought it was definitely was and i thought it was different it was kanye-esque it was kind of logic-y yeah. in that in that sense because of all these you know cool horns and drums that here and there coming up like cinematic at times which is very which cinematic. is dope it, it i'll say though it felt like hit me as a consumer i feel like i'm aware of him clearly trying to pivot his sound mm. because this was these de these did sound like different beats than i've heard him over before right so right. he's right he's trying to make something he's trying to make some kind of sound find his find his sound or find where his lane is sonically where i i just think he's he's cold you know i just think like it, it felt the all this felt good but it felt like you're clearly uh, we're slapping regular joiner onto this you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then trying to see if it mixes with a different backdrop yeah and, and like maybe he's being more meticulous about the backdrop and that's cool he's trying to find more of the jazzy things uh this wasn't like a at this or at least most of the tracks there was definitely one or two in there but this wasn't like the radio reach necessarily no it definitely wasn't production. radio reaching um but uh i i think like this is where i'm saying like He's not doubling down on some of the strengths that I think he could be doubling down. I feel like I haven't gotten mm -hmm. the Joyner Lucas project that I think he could be making. And when he's making steps like this, it, it's it's good that he's making steps. You know, he's mm -hmm. taking steps, and that's what I'm saying. He has a long career to go, yeah. but uh, I, I don't know if he's in the right direction. And I hopefully he can come to the right direction at some point. And this is again just my opinion same just, yeah same this is just our opinions i'm interested to see in the comments section on either instagram or on this youtube channel or uh, wherever you're listening curious to hear what you guys uh, if you guys heard the joint lucas album what you guys think of it would love to hear your thoughts um this millie's project however i will say uh i liked this a lot better uh oh excuse me. 
Uh, I liked this a lot better um, than joiners overall. Um, if I was to compare the two or like which one I like, I, I like, we'll probably come back to more. Um, I thought that, but however, this, it's funny because I've never really been somebody that's gone through Millie's discography like that. I haven't really like listened, like when he comes up with an album, I don't typically listen to it top to bottom. There's songs that I've like liked in the past of his, I've never been a huge fan of him. Um, I think this album to me though, has put me on to him in ways that I didn't like, uh, mm. know of him before. Like he's again, it's, it's, mm. I've almost had the same kind of thing with Millie's that you're, you've had with Joyner, like heard the name seen the videos like heard his stuff before like you know listen to his freestyles all that stuff his new freestyle by the way with i think it was um uh i95 95 something i can't remember i got to look it Bars up Bars on i95 yes that's exactly what one. that's the one yes he killed that shit absolutely killed that shit um, i'm gonna have uh, to watch that I'm really really that. oh so good and millie's to me um i think you know has you know not to take not to no pun intended but i think he's really evolved uh, as mm. in, as an artist, specifically oh, on this. So, that's so mean. Why would you say that? <laughs> and that's what's so sad. Oh, that's the irony of Joyner's project, right? Is this like I, I, I saw what he went for. The you evolved the kid in school thing. Mm -hmm. You grow up. It's yeah. supposed to be like, uh, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. a motif for the experience in 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 America. And it's also supposed to have the duality. It's really you too. This is you're the kid in this. Yeah. Like, it was just not. It, it didn't land artistically. It didn't land, and it wasn't much of an evolution for me. For yeah, him as an artist, where I was me definitely, neither. I I'm new to Millie, uh, so I'm gonna go back and listen to those other Blanco tapes because this one, really, really pretty good. So I, I do want to start though with just one uh, maybe criticism of of this album. I wouldn't even say it's necessarily a criticism, just something that I, um, that I think we've lost as, as a, as a, not a society, I should say, but as a, um, like the, like the, the music culture where, you know, these 22 track albums, I don't know about you. Like, I think the album experience has totally changed. And, and, and since, you know, like, 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 like a college dropout, right. That was around 20 tracks, I think like 19, if I'm not mistaken, like, that I can listen to and play through, or I used to be able to, to be able be able to. I think maybe because now I'm not used to like the stamina of listening to the same artist for 22 tracks. I don't know if that like applies anymore. But I'm glad at least hmm. that he was able to give out so much content at once that people can kind of either if they love the full thing and, and listen to it, that's great. Um, I it was a lot of tracks. It's a lot, of, a lot tracks. of tracks. That's all. That's my only thing. But if you're a fan of Millie's, I don't think you're complaining about that, right? And I do like right. Millie's. If you're a diehard fan of Millie's, for sure. Absolutely. And I think for me, there were I think there were some crazy highlights on the back end of this. Like the second half, I thought there that, that, that some of the highlights were were amazing on the back end of this. But I, I overall, like if looking at it from a perspective, I do like the first half of it a little bit better. Um, like I thought the run from. Um, just to start, like Blanco Trace, I thought that was that was an amazing song, like a great way to start. I liked the the vocal sample he used, and, and that was I think something that I really uh, was looking at or, or listening to pretty closely as I was listening to this album was the the usage of like the again the the soulful vocal samples, the harmonies that he was playing with, the melodies. Like he mm -hmm. definitely, for me with Millie's, I think he understands the kind of beats and melodies that are like in right now and the ones that he'll get plays from. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's pretty of a, ge a genius way to do it. And I, and I, but I think he actually executed it very well. I don't think it was one of those things where it's just like, 
I know that this is hot right now, so I'm just going to bite right. off this. I think it was gen genuinely like I can go this direction with my music. I can actually sing a little bit too on some hooks and like make it like mm -hmm. harmonic and, 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 and have these these melodies that I wasn't really that I don't think he was necessarily like playing with as much before. Um, I could be wrong, but like that's you know how old yeah. he is. Do you have any idea I of how old don't, he is? I think he's got to be early 30s because he's been, dude, he's been in the game for like a while. Like, he hasn't been really? as big. He seems like he's a bit older. Yeah, he does seem like he's older. He's a little older, I think. I I, I don't know if he has like a, I'm trying to look it up actually, maybe if I can find it. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly how old he is. Older, older is also, obviously, I say a little bit older. That's relative. To he was, me, but so <laughs> he was, he's 34, or at least according 34. to this. 34. 34. Yes. Right. Um, so he's a, he's a grown, grown man. Yeah, and, and and I think for him, I, I I'm actually happy for him because I feel like this is like his best full top to bottom project, and I and I really am happy for him that he's able to. I, I kind of felt the same way about Freddie Gibbs, whereas like I liked his stuff here and there, um, but Freddie Gibbs to me like when Pinata after Pinata hit, like I thought he hit the ground ridiculous. running. It was just ridiculous, Definitely. right? Definitely. But he had been, in and that's I don't want to I don't want to get too crazy, man, because. Freddie Gibbs is a different breed, man. Different breed. Freddie Gibbs is nice. And not to, I'm going to just piggyback off of what you're talking about, the length of the project. Right? Like, even a college dropout. I know a lot of people, uh, and, and there's still a lot of stuff to back this up. A lot of people talk about this notion that people's attention span just isn't long enough for these these amount of projects and we haven't trained ourselves to listen to to long projects anymore so the best trap projects are short i think though like good music is always going to be good music if you make right. a good project of 22 songs like even if i don't finish it in one sitting if it's 22 bangers you best believe like if, if i leave on 10 i'm gonna come, come back, back to 11, 11. and yeah. right and like and start right where i left off not exactly. just like skip around to something else but come back to 11 and then finish the other half and with like you know college dropout in my opinion had some of the best skits of all time like yes. so like it's probably yes. like more like 17 18 tracks it was definitely more of the norm back then to have an 18 track project mm -hmm. um so i understand that and that's where like if you're uh, if you're a mid-level artist, if you're an up-and-coming artist who doesn't have this buy-in, this audience that's already you know mm. bought into who you are, to want to even listen to the first song, nonetheless like twelve or eighteen of them, that's where I think you need to play your cards right mm. um, when and adjust to this generation. Or but it, but no matter where you are, right? Like I think. If you're an amazing artist, if you're if you're a genius artist, or whether you're just an extremely hard worker, very meticulous and very detail oriented, if you make 22 tracks that are bomb, then I'm, no one's gonna have any complaints, right? And that's what exactly. you're saying. Like, if you're a huge fan of Millie's, you probably will listen to that whole project because you really like Millie's style. You really like you really like his stuff, so you're excited to listen to the whole thing because. For you, it fills it fills up everything mm. you want, you know. And I bet there are Millie fans like that. I, I oh, don't absolutely. know if he's at a place though, where I think, you know, I'm I'm someone who's from Mass. I have heard about him for a while on Instagram, had seen a couple of music videos and singles here and there. Uh, but this was the first project that I sat down, you know, and really listened to. And if it wasn't for this podcast, looking at you know 22 tracks is daunting. And, and I'm it is not going to lie, a lot of those tracks, right, kind of blend and me melt into each other. A bit. Uh, because a bit. They're, not all of them are super distinct. 
Um, there's, I think with him, there were two distinct things he went for. I think he went for like super dark, gritty, right? And Definitely. then, and he then did he, that right. He, and he, he got did a the sound for that. And then on the flip side of that, though, he did like again the more like angelic, harmonic, like heavenly type of songs with like the vocal samples and the and the strings and the. He used it. He like filled this album with piano, whether or not it yeah. was like dark toned pianos or more lighter toned pianos. But he did such a nice job. I, I mean, I'm somebody that really likes piano you know as as kind of the forefront of a beat so i'm okay with that um but for me this is actually an interesting two interesting things i want to comment that actually just looking back as you were talking this is by far his longest project not only by track but by runtime like track Mm. so he has the first two blancos blanco 2 was 13 tracks 36 minutes blanco the uh, original blanco was 10 tracks 29 minutes and then the oh, rest wow. of so all of them were actually really this was a 30 clip this was just like he this went, went yeah Blanco three just coming out 22 Shoot. tracks full hour of of content so again like i and then some of these tracks were singles like he had already dropped himalayas a few weeks i think before the project and then before that he had dropped the muscle um and then earlier in the year he had dropped uh, rls in the past and then um the final track stay for a while was also a single as well so he did drop okay. like foot he, he had a lot of promotion for this and i think he did actually end up getting um the if within i i think i think having those songs on the album probably helped to these numbers but um he managed to get two million streams the first day on spotify alone for this album oh damn yeah so he did some numbers man like he did some damn. serious numbers yeah i think he did okay, it put some respect on that man's name okay. yeah he did okay, some numbers. massachusetts Stand yeah. up, Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, he's really in with like Dave East and and the New York scene, like Jada Kiss. Like he, those are his boys. And, and I'm interested that you brought up New York because I want to say something about that too. But uh... no, go ahead. Absolutely. Take. Oh, well, I was just gonna say, what man? New York is clearly so influential, and that's where that's like, true. and that's why I was. I don't know if you were finishing up a point because you're you're no, talking good. about him working with the New York artist, but that's like that was something that I that I heard off rip is just like, you know, like you're saying, he, he's rapping on beats that are hip. He clearly, he, 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 uh, he's clearly somewhat aware of like what the sonic landscape is in, in hip hop right now. Yes. Uh, but I, I'll say like, you know, you're aware enough to know that like New York drill, drill shit is hot right now. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. and, and like you grab that, you grab homie Sosa geek and I don't know if he's with the woo. I don't know if he's with he, he's from Pop Smoke's camp or 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 what. But he damn sure sounded like it. You know, what I, I know mean? there was yeah. like Pop Smoke's influence and, and that New York drills influence was like so clear. Atlantis on, uh, Frisbee on this one. Those both those right. tracks are pretty dope. Right and like and they were dope tracks. They were they were pretty oh, yeah. hard and I was and they I, it was hard. cool for me to be like, oh wow, there's someone from Massachusetts making this. But then you know to that same point, I'm like. You're someone from Massachusetts. You're supposed to be, you know, repping Boston. Obviously, I look into it a lot. Like, clearly, Massachusetts, just New York kind of influence a lot of, influences a lot of East Coast culture in general. Yes, for sure. But it's like... There, there are things that you can tap into here. There are, there are feelings. There, are, there is a certain crowd that likes a certain thing around here. And inside so that just... For me, it wasn't a knock, but it was like, uh, all right, you're not super ambitious. You're not trying to reinvent the wheel or anything. You know what I mean? You're not trying to. You're not a ex- super experimental artist by anything, by any uh, sort of the imagination. Like, 
And and that's where I'm like, that's where I'm like, I want to see someone, you know, create the Massachusetts style. Like, you know, I, w- well, I want to see someone. What is Massachusetts style? I don't even know if there's, a, we, we've like developed that yet here. You know what I mean? I right. think I think it's, it's so much of like different. I think the only group in Massachusetts that's maybe trying to formulate a more quote unquote Massachusetts sound is I think the Van Buren camp, but that's because they kind of all work together and they develop not similar sounds. I think they're all unique in their own way, right? But they yeah. certainly play off of each other and, and things like that. But, but here's, to, a, yeah. here's the thing that I think the Massachusetts style, or no matter what style, it, it's not determined necessarily actually by what people around here actually listen to, but who does it first and who establishes it. You know what True. I mean? Like if, if someone if if someone became huge here for whatever unique style they had, even if it doesn't reflect what everybody Everyone in else Massachusetts is doing, yeah. like, it becomes Massachusetts style. You know exactly. what I mean? Like yeah, that's so, so bring true. something unique to the table, build yourself up in that way and set the tone for at least what people could somewhat expect from Massachusetts. And that can also obviously help nurture other people. Like yes. who are trying to make music around here and give them opportunities to add their own twist, mm-hmm. but it's like who you know what I mean? Why listen to the guy from Boston sound like he's just from New York when I can listen to the guy from New York sound like he's I from get New that. York? I understand what you're you saying. Know? Yeah, but I for me like I I was really impressed with this project overall, like just because from a standpoint of um, just how cohesive it sounded yet with even with the contrast i think the, i think the like the use of his piano um styled production i think worked to his favor i think there were like some deep cut deep like emotional cuts on this like i thought rls rain and dead homies calling just to name a few like they just had these nice like beautiful hooks and like uh you know they were emotional lyricism talking about you know so many different things like drug addiction um talking about you know mental health talking about just kind of like you know i i know as a per like he had a really tough upbringing like especially in school like he was you know he had str- he struggled in school and um you know to actually like stay you know um stay stay in school and things like that i know he, he's mm-hmm. he's been through a lot in his life and he he seems he's very real he's very honest and i just i, I like his authenticity i think that um like like i and you, you could probably look at him and make a quick judgment be like oh he's gimmicky and blah blah he's trying to play but i think that really truly is him and i, I think people that definitely are fans of him and have known him long enough in this in the, in the rap game understand that this this is who he is right so if, like definitely. i think that for me i really enjoyed that more or less than yeah. anything from him and and they were just again and then and then the songs that banged i mean they banged i mean i loved uh, um, the two tracks you mentioned with Sosa Geek, I thought Heightened Senses as well was really great with Jim Jones. Whatever the one with uh, D the Flyest, I don't he, know. Yeah, uh, D the Flyest is actually a Boston guy, and um, that that, that he, track he, was dope. He went off that that fat that fat flea one that that was hard. That was hard. Oh oh, also man, big respect. And, and I don't know, I don't know, Millie. Obviously, let me do some. Uh, deductive reasoning, like he's probably has a lot of connections to New York, and that's why he feels, uh, you know, like he can do the New York style while also being from Boston. Because uh, you roll out that Jim Jones feature in the first that's three tracks, crazy. and like that was just even if it's just for the sake of fanfare, like like ooh, like showing your audience that you have Jim Jones. I was impressed, and Jim yeah. did some good rapping. Jim's just been rapping his ass off like these past like. I feel like four years, Jim Jones has been trying to like, you know, it hasn't been trying, but he's been doing this revival yeah. kind of like second wave of his career 
as like you know one of the elder statesmen but like that was fire it was it was, was a good dope. track and yeah n- none of what i'm saying before although it might have sounded critical uh was to say that i didn't enjoy this project at all because I, I did enjoy this project a good amount and i'm gonna come back he definitely has mm. after listening to this now he's definitely got me he's on my radar now now i'm gonna listen to whatever he drops later because he, he's doing some good rapping you know what i mean and yeah he his his delivery is smooth he was getting melodic for sure um uh i i, I uh and i think on me listening to this you know on the back end of me finishing Jordan lucas's project kind of made me maybe even like it more because uh there was there were there were things that like maybe the subject matter wasn't specifically unique but like there were things that i was taking away from what i was listening to where he was painting his his unique experience exactly uh you know what i mean he was he was definitely sounding authentic to what he's seen exactly i was like okay so now i'm getting a good feel for the kind of guy you are and you're saying it you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like, if I believe you to say it. So I believed him. And usually that's mm. because people are speaking from an honest place if you can get it to believe them. But this is where I'm saying, like, if Joyner did some, some of this, like, if Joyner even did some of this, but I understand he doesn't want to be fake. But, like, even if you did do this, some of this in this way, you could probably get me to believe you because you're also such a good rapper. Or I'm, like, looking for Joyner to paint some kind of personal narrative that's unique to him. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's, yeah, I, I see that's what you're saying. not super surface. Where like even in this off off the rap off the off the rip uh, with this Blanco project, you know it was it was a New York sounding like drill project, but also some grimy like dark, I guess trappy, but like almost dark boom bappy like you know lyric cuts, and it was like specific things that were like just painting a unique picture as to who this artist is not like just the story they're saying at the time but like who this artist is yeah this was a super good representation of him i think and and i think it painted the picture like you're saying of of him as a person um yeah. you he said it with conviction that you felt like it came from a place that was meaningful and passionate so yeah no, i i love this project i think it's i think for me uh, having listened to him and, and listened to some of his albums in the past, this is I haven't listened to every single one of his projects th- straight through. The ones I have listened to, however, this is probably my favorite one. Uh, they're definitely, again, like I mentioned them a, f- a few before, but so many songs I'll come back to on this. Like I've been, uh, I've been bumping re- uh, RLS real life shit for quite a while uh, as, a, as, a, as a, it was a single. Dead homies calling, I thought was so good, and like that interstate track was was hard as hell. There's def- interstate there's... track was hard. Oh, and the other thing I want to mention real quick before we before we move on to the last segment of the show uh, of, of, of today's episode, the song Outcasts actually I thought as well took a mm. sample of Elevators, Me and You from Outcast, and it, it, instrumentally go back and listen to both like side by mm-hmm. side there's definitely like a he used the same type of um bpm or some same type of um yeah that, like, probably not hi-hat. reaching on that right it's, i don't it's think so outcast for yeah probably not reaching <laughs> and i didn't and i didn't think of, and i didn't even think that it would happen that way because i listened to the um i actually it's funny i listened to this one first and i didn't i didn't think of it beforehand and i was just like and i heard the beat and i was like wait a second this sounds so much like me and you mm-hmm. elevators and i was just like Oh my! And then I looked him back, and I was like, "Okay, I don't know if he like it was an intentional thing or not." Like the same thing with Joiner. Right. I don't know if it was an intentional thing, but I heard it. I'm just a big Outcast guy. 
as you can see. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, anytime I hear it, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Right, right, but right. overall, man, yeah, this this was a really, really, I think, strong project from Millie's. And, and I mean, clearly people enjoying it because he's getting a ton of rave reviews and 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 uh, streams from this so i yeah i'm a big big fan of this project and big so up big, to him man want to see him i want to see him work i want to see him yeah, win yeah me too shout, shout out to both these guys repping massachusetts in the way they do especially in and and doing doing their thing i think uh you know, and Millie's does come on a, a ton of um, podcasts. Hopefully, he comes on this one someday. But uh, he's gone on he's gone on a lot of podcasts uh, in Massachusetts and told his story and and talks so much about how you know, yeah, uh, you know, he, he still reps Massachusetts and, and and what he you know what he wants to bring to the to the table. What he wants to see potentially come out of the scene and things like that. So he's someone that's well connected and I think just a, a good uh just good person he sounds seems like very authentic so big shout out to millie's and uh and joiner for for their projects and like i said this is just our opinions guys on these albums so let us know what you think in uh in the comments section let us know uh if you enjoyed these albums right. and what were your if favorite I, if songs. i'm off man tell me man if i'm off if i'm off about joiners man someone please point me <laughs> to to where they can ch help me change my mind because i'm like i said i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to like them you know what I, I mean? yeah i'm with you i liked the millie's album definitely better than the joiner album. i did there's I more did. there's and more i hate yeah. to have to pin the people from massachusetts together but we're just happy we're doing talking it. about so, two of them yeah but yeah. like uh yeah yeah millie millie's but, for sure uh, on but onto yeah, but. onto a onto a different battle dude <laughs> yes an actual battle which again the millie's joiner <laughs> thing it wasn't intentional just you know two big artists that dropped on the, the same day wanted right, to, wanted yeah, to yeah, give yeah, them yeah. their due diligence to talk yeah, about yeah we them, didn't mean them. that we didn't mean that <laughs> we didn't this wasn't a that yeah. was a musical battle we made up by ourselves and simulated <laughs> this is a real this battle real. that people actually said disrespectful things so disrespectful things oh my yeah, god this is mike's Ruthless. first time also <laughs> listening to like, battle rap stuff at least i don't know if it's your first time yes it seems like you have it okay yeah it is no bro they're talking dirty so if you don't know man if you don't know in hip-hop there's there's the other realm of hip-hop that is battle rap i did that not is, know this just so just is, before before you oh get into it i want to say it was real quick you yeah. you brought me into a world that i had no idea existed Ugh. none no clue oh no God. clue i was listening to this and it's and this is actually a pretty funny story like you were like oh when we we're figuring out what we want to talk about this album you're like oh i mean on this episode excuse me you were like oh this this battle raps happening this weekend and i kind of just like i was like oh okay that's cool whatever and then i realized like, how big this actually was and <laughs> i fell asleep before the actual main event which was just brutal but then the <laughs> the replay came out literally yesterday so i was like oh perfect i listened to, I, I watched it uh i, I finished it for, i finished the last round today i, I watched the two rounds uh, last night and then finished the uh, last round today i was stunned at how ruthless these two these two dudes were murder, <laughs> murder, murder mook and tay rock holy shit but this is your yeah. world this is more your your thing not more your, your no, world not mine just, but i'm i'm excited to hear you out i'm just laying it out for him because i know battle rap honestly isn't something that a lot of people are tapped into it's like something that hip-hop heads are tapped into and uh it's it's not super new you know what i mean this is essentially what the culture of hip-hop is at its beginning is like you would walk up to people from different neighborhoods or in your neighborhood or at the lunchroom for god's <laughs> sakes i remember you know having rap battles at my lunch table with other people so uh it's good to see that this is still going and it really got its jump in like early 2000s uh, with DVDs, smack DVDs that would get circulated around with like big, big battle raps, mm -hmm. um, big rap battles happening in New York and across the country. But definitely New York was probably the epicenter of all of it. Uh, 
But so the, the culture is still alive, and it was popular there in the DVD era. And then it kind of had a dip, and then they rebranded, turned it all into URL. They've gone to the internet, and and now it's kind of a. Uh, I, th- I think it's getting bigger than it probably ever has been before, and it's 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 on the rise. It's back again on the rise. Not as big as we'd like it to be, but it's looking like it's going up, um, and it's definitely has has a lot wider audience now. Um, and I just recently got into battle rap probably within the last year had always known about battle rap and had always seen clips here and there and always had like uncles and friends and dads uh, dads of my friends would always like you know watch battle rap and stuff Uh, but I really got into it into the last year as especially as I've been taking my music more seriously and then I really just like coming to it like open-minded because I've kind of like you know thought maybe battle raps are just a little boring just because there's a stench on battle rappers you know what i mean especially when they make music they don't they don't it's not always super successful but murder mook versus tay rock is the epitome of this kind of uh it it was also like this for their last event they had loaded lux versus sue surf these are two rappers loaded lux being the veteran and sue surf being a veteran in his own right but like just younger like 10 years younger and in the internet era this right here, Murder Mook versus Tay Rock, is like that, but heightened to a different level because Murder Mook is probably like undisputably like the biggest figure or at least most popular rapper of his generation. And Tay Rock, I think, is undisputably not the best. I, I think he's one of, the, I, think, I definitely think he's up there, but that's, you know, subjective. But he's definitely, undoubtedly, one of the most popular of this internet era and has been like at the top of his game for the last couple events. Um, so this was a, a, a huge clash in like culturally, generally, generationally and stylistically, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I wanted to comment on that quickly too. Is just like the, the, I liked their styles kind of back and forth. I think they wrapped very differently, especially I thought, I thought Mook, I thought Mook was a little more creative with his bars than, than Tay rock was, but overall, I'm curious though. What did you? What did you? Did they have like official score? Like, I don't understand quite how it works. Like, did they have an official score of this, or is it? Oh, and then I, my other man. question was. My other question oh, was. Oh, this is awesome! Oh, I'm gonna would, I'm gonna take this podcast completely steal it from you, <laughs> turn it into a battle rap podcast because I've been I've been watching battle rap podcasts all weekend after this, and uh, uh, the score is something that's up for debate. Like, it's a very hot debate right now about the scoring system. Well, what would you score? What would you have scored it? Like, would in terms uh, of rounds with, with three rounds, like who 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 won it? Like, and, and how many rounds did they win? Uh, I I had, and I think I, I still am just trying to be honest with how I feel about it. I have Tay Rock two one. Really? Thank you. I I have yeah. I got Tay Rock two one, and I really? just rewatched it. And I'll say this: even while hmm. watching it, Mook's Mook's bars were a lot better on the uh, the second watch. Because after it had all ended and I started looking at, you know, the post interviews or post event things mm-hmm. with other rappers are doing or that people are talking about in, in comment threads and stuff. I like I was surprised that there was such a large reaction about people being like, Mook murdered Rock. Mook killed him. Like people were saying, you know, in Battle Rap, they say 30. You got 30, 3-0. Like people were saying it's a Mook 30. And then there's tons of people on the other half and what got reflected in the official results on the caffeine app that hosts these events uh you know people vote live round by round that's how it's officially kind of 
uh, collected. The data itself is collected. And through that, Tayrock won 3-0. Which, really? Uh, yeah. So that's, that's surprising uh, to me. Very contentious decision. You know, a very contentious topic just because there's, you know, there's there's a lot of nuance to this as to why Tayrock would win. Obviously, him being younger, more tapped into people who are on the internet, making comments, voting, you know what I mean, and advocating mm. on the internet. Tayrock has that audience built in. He streams something that, uh, I don't want to straight rip this off. This is something a battle rap podcaster I heard. Let's Talk Battle Rap, if anybody is interested in getting into battle rap. Let's Talk Battle Rap is a great podcast. One of the hosts goes on to talk about, like, Tayrock streams five hours a day of him, you know, smoking and chatting with fans. And, and he's he's developed a culture and audience already on the app, on the platform. So, of course, those people are committed to coming back and showing out for Mook or making sure they get their voting entries in in order to support their guy where obviously Mook is on the complete other end of the spectrum. He, he represents the generation above Tayrock that didn't grow up with phones, doesn't watch live streams, used to pay, used to, uh, battle raps used to be pay-per-view, you know what I mean? So you'd have one buddy, well, you'd probably bust it down with six of your buddies or something, you know what I mean? Like, and you're, like a you're fight. not worried like, about like, getting like your responses in. You know, someone puts it on TV and you argue about it in your house, and that's how you decide the score, which is another cool way to go about it, but obviously for engagement, for, for a definitive answer, they made a voting system. And in that voting system, I'm pretty sure it's had Tayrock 3-0. Maybe it was Tayrock 2-1. Either way, I know for sure had Tayrock winning, and I want to say in by a large margin. That is so interesting because I – so actually this is interesting because I'm coming from a very unbiased section of this because I don't know. The one thing I will say, I got very lost – sometimes with the bars because i didn't know like i don't know who they're talking about i don't know their history at all who they're referencing right so yeah, the, a lot of the references difficult yeah. yeah i missed some of the references and like i don't i don't know enough i'm a little ignorant to the actual culture and like them as just as artists or people so some of the things they were talking about i, I wasn't as tapped into but coming from an unbiased music reviewer like you know perspective that i am i i actually thought mook beat him to one that's what I had, and I was and I was looking at the rounds as uh, uh, as I was listening. I had I had Mook, excuse me, I had I had Rock winning round one, and I had Mook. Really, take, I did. I had Rock. Really, I had Rock round one, and I had Mook the last two. Personally, maybe I uh, go back. Really, and really yeah, really, really. I did. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say, dude, I'll say, I love, I love battle rap. I love hip hop. You can tell, and I, I watch some of these things, you know, over and over again. This I at least watch it twice if I can if it's on that because there are bars that go over your head right and there yeah. are references yeah. that you can even learn what they mean afterwards and then you come back and listen to that thing and you're like oh wait if I knew that coming into it and that's also another thing that people argue about with the voting is that you're voting it round by round when sometimes a third round might you know uh, a third round might kind of fix some of the loose ends that the first round left. You know what I mean? Or the third round, second round might tie in and be a great, uh, be the perfect setup for the third round. And that could ultimately mean that that maybe that second round was better. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, 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 so it's difficult. It's, it's, I don't know how it's, how you're going to vote it to make it fair, 
but I had rock. The the first round for me is what was up for grabs. That 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 to me is where I thought it could be both ways. I thought Mook had a strong strong first round, definitely. Uh, I also thought Tay Rock had a strong strong first round. Although it did seem like he was pacing himself, it, it, none of that, none of that first round, for me, did Murder Mook say something that like had me go like, oh my goodness, like you know, and that's part of Tay Rock style. Tay Rock had a couple punchline, has these punchlines that are ferocious punches. You feel me? Like where it's yeah. just like you get it when he says it, and it's clever. Like it's it's easy to mm. it's digestible in the moment, and there's the wit behind it where you're like that was creative. So there are these tangible almost one liners you can take away instantly. Right. Which especially on the first listen, I just it, it wasn't resonating with me for Mook. The second round. So when I'm watching it live, that's where I'm like, I'm still leaning kind of Tay Rock, but I do have this Tay Rock bias because I'm, you know, I, I I love Rock. He's one of my favorite battle rappers now. Uh, the second round, I thought Tay Rock absolutely turned up. I thought Tay Rock, Tay Rock's bars, his conviction, his style. He was he was performing high level Tay Rock, kind of what I think he was holding on to in that first round, which is why I'm like, he was pacing himself because he's an energy kind of rapper too. That energy and that performance is a big part of it. Although I still think people sometimes try and uh, minimize or reduce how much lyricism is in his performance. Um, but that second round, I thought he was doing top tier rock, Tay Rock stuff. And then that third round, I thought Mook absolutely went nuts. I thought Mook like went Agreed. crazy, like it was punchlines, it was metaphors, and like the schemes that he was he was saying. You know, again, I'm grabbing some of this from other battle rap commentary I've seen, but uh, you especially go back on the second listen. Something that I think Mook maybe could even teach Tay Rock is that like the schemes that he was pulling out. When we say schemes, talking about rhyme schemes and just metaphors that. And, and like lines of wordplay that all blend together or are related to each other he could he can use one scheme let's say it was an animal scheme he, he'd rap for five or six lines like you know what i mean I five or six seven lines that all had the same kind of wordplay woven throughout but was yeah. still describing something and moving on to to different points you know what i mean mm. or i'm like that kind of focus and that kind of lyricism that's where i was like oh tay rock definitely didn't do enough definitely you know fell short of this because some of the energy uh and some of the you know the threats and the gun bars and stuff the gun bars are classic the gun bars i think are necessary but they don't always resonate in that same way they don't always make a point in the same way that you know mook was yeah, with Tay Rock too, I thought he stumbled a bit on that third round for sure. I didn't think that there was as much conviction from him. I definitely had Mook winning the last two rounds, I thought. Um, I think what got M Mook, it seemed like what got Mook going more and why I went with him the last two rounds was um, when Rock like had mentioned like something about his mom and then I think like he popped off after that. Like I think that was like what it was that really got it. Um, he had some interesting lines, I thought too. Like I th he did, I will say this about Mook. He did reuse a couple lines. Like he said uh, in the first round, he had said something along the lines of like, um, "You got candy bars." Like I don't give a fuck if it's Halloween. And then he yeah. used it. Then he used it again in the third. Oh, round. oh, oh, that's that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. You say that. That's yeah. that's the thing about battle rap. That's that's like those were his. That was his outro bars. You know what okay. I mean? And, and if you if you pay attention and watch a couple battle rap, like Tay Rock also had the same kind of thing. Tay Rock has like 
had a couple outro bars you know sometimes so battle rappers would do that and you know what i mean and the whole thing is like the the last six bars of your round uh are the same thing but like they're supposed to hit harder every time you know what i mean so it's, i uh, yeah i so actually that was, in, that was intentional i think and, and, and that's just also like kind of one of the normal things i'll just say just want to make that point one of the normal things stylistically in battle rap interesting i, I actually had a question too i wanted to ask you um because I was, I was curious. Do do they just freestyle this, or is this some of this pre-written? Like, like what is, like what is uh, typical for uh, that? Yeah, it's oh god, that would be so crazy if they freestyle. I was about to say that'd be so impressive, so impressive. If aliens, these would be literal aliens. Uh, but no, so definitely everybody's coming to the table, and you're expected to come to the table with written three written rounds, right? Okay. But just like hip-hop you know freestyling is essential to hip-hop and just like if you were rap battling someone in real life you know what i mean if you want to freestyle by all means you can freestyle whatever you want you have whatever creative license you want like you can you know what i mean uh and that comes down to your skill so there are some battle rappers who who you could say their biggest strengths are rebuttaling live you know freestyling off the off the cuff and it works for some rappers. You do that. And some people say that Tay Rock actually tried to do that in the third round and ended up stumbling because of some of this stuff. You could tell maybe he was getting shaken up by some of the stuff Mook was actually saying. Um, and there were definitely some rebuttals in there. And you can even assume that some of these people uh, maybe prep rebuttals just in case certain things get thrown out there, but they don't necessarily want to address it if it's not going to be spoken about. Right. Um, but there are other rappers who, and, and there are oftentimes uh, rappers who freestyle in order to rebuttal something that's being said right there that maybe they didn't necessarily write and address in their rounds, you know, cause that's part of the meticulous chess game that, that it is with the, with the war of words is that you prepare for what you're going to say and you prepare to defend what yourself against what they could possibly say. Mm-hmm. And, but some rappers are nice enough. Charlie Clips is one of my favorite rappers. He's probably the GOAT at this. Freestyling, like hearing something you said in that in that second, freestyling a four bars that like diss you or, you know, discredit something you said or just comment <laughs> on like I've seen Charlie Clips comment and freestyle in the middle of his round when someone drops something you know what i mean like someone drops something off stage and he comments on oh and you might drop like that water bottle did like you know what i mean so like clearly freestyling and it's just it's just uh whether or not you're good enough to do that and sometimes that's even bit charlie clips in the ass you know what i mean he freestyles you can tell he goes on that tangent maybe he even does it for a couple bars because he's nice a couple lines but then he comes back to try and he's like all right back to my round and then he maybe stumbles a little chokes and you gotta see them prep so it's it's uh it's a it's a double-bladed or double-edged sword and you know it's a it's a risk you're running exactly i i was yeah that's why i wanted to ask the question because i wasn't sure exactly you know how that worked because there were some rebuttals and with both of them so that was why i was more or less uh but either way i think even pre-writing them and then being able to like actually perform them in the way that they do as long as they're they're doing it for like some of these free they're like five ish six minutes long some of these you know what i mean yeah, like man. i think yeah, that even man. that that in itself is impressive um i'm more impressed with I would have been more impressed if they freestyled it, but I I'm still impressed even so if they're that they're memorizing it. Um, the only uh, when I was watching it the the initial the first night I saw. A can date. I say can, sorry? Can I say to that point yeah. someone who's prolific because they kind of 
agree on the rules beforehand about the length of the rounds. Sometimes they go unlimited. Sometimes they go five-minute rounds. And lots of times the battle rappers will talk about that. One of the most prolific people is Loaded Lux. He's one of like the vets, the, the gods of this thing. Okay. Someone, if you want to take some time, if anybody out here wants to take some time and just witness the amount of material this man has memorized <laughs> and like the, with the yeah. animation he's going off of it he loves the unlimited round settings and he'll go for 10 minutes around he'll prepare he could probably go 15 minutes around you know what i mean i'm, t- I'm talking about 45 minutes of wordplay like it's wild dude it's wild and and for me like i again not being familiar with this culture with this scene the only rapper that I that I know well by name is Daylight, and just because I've heard actually his music before, I I, I had heard some of his some of his stuff because I think he um one of his projects I can't remember the name of it now off the top of my head, but he posted like um like the actual cover was him and uh, Drake going back and forth on like a tweet or something like that, so that was yeah. super cool. And yeah, yeah and he I, also posted a, a um he also uh, if you don't know if you know this when. Uh, when Kanye was going to make Jesus is King and the, the title of it was still kind of going around. And then when it came out as Jesus is King, Daylight dropped something like an album at, at first that was named Jesus is King. And really? it, it was like the same cover. It was like the big he, he's a troll. You know what I mean? He, he does that. He, he like he messes with the Internet in that way because he has an eccentric personality. Like he's willing to go that far. I remember looking like it looked like a Kanye West project had released. It was the Jesus wow. is King cover. I want to say it was Jesus is King title or it was like whatever at the time was like being theorized to be the title of the project. And when all those kind of fake pump fakes that Kanye does when it was being released, he even went that far to like just rip the cover of rip the, the title. He's he's a crazy dude. That's crazy. Yeah, no. And like I said, I knew, knew him from a little bit from hearing his music. But no, I, I find it interesting that you know, these battle rappers aren't really like bigger artists. And, and I think that there's a lot, um, I think there's definitely a distinct difference between being able to find catchy and melodic, you know, music and hooks and things like that versus the battle rap. I think it's a, it's, it's not, it, obviously it's rapping, it's still, it's still hip hop, but it's definitely a different um, animal than it is. Um, and, I, and, and, I, and I could feel that it was, the, the, the feeling of it was very palpable for me, like, like listening to it. And I think it's, um, it's one of those things where I don't think you're going into it to like enjoy the music of it or like you're more going into like listening to like like you're saying the lyricism, the the metaphors, the bars, right? Like the and then of course like the just the the battle back and forth of like just the, how ruthless both these dudes were. I was like I was stunned some of the stuff they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, no the and, the disrespect that teaches you first the first first and foremost that teaches you like oh this is not abiding by any like it's almost like stand up comedy, you know what I mean? Like it, I did have it, that like, feel. It's it's that realm where they're allowed to say whatever they want and you're definitely not going there for the music. The the flows mm. that is a plus. You're going there for who can say the most disrespectful thing in the smartest the way. Cl- yeah, in the yeah. most clever way. The 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 flow there there's no beat, you know what I mean? Right, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's all it's, acapella. It's public speaking, really. Yeah. While rhyming. It's pretty it's it's wild. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting topic. I definitely want to we definitely have to review another when another um battle comes out, I would love to like review it again and 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 talk about it cuz I I'm, I'm definitely now fascinated and enamored with this with this culture and and it's very interesting. Thanks. So thank you for putting me onto it because it uh it definitely helped me. 
to uh, get broaden, broaden my horizons of what you know hip hop and music definitely, is and, man. and things like that. More people so. need to do this, and I think it's important. Just like for me as a hip hop fanatic, like it's important for this kind of stuff to stay alive because it also reminds us like that you know hip hop is poetry, hip hop is intellectual, uh, you know theater. You know what I mean? This is essentially what that is, too. So I'm glad to put you on. Damn, you said Murder Mook 2-1. I got Murder and Mook 2-1. I'll, I'll, Murder Mook 2-1 in the second round, too. The I second do. round, I, I, I feel it. like, is the most arguable for Tayrock. Interesting. Interesting. I'll I'll, I'll, so I'll listen back again, and then maybe I'll maybe if my, my, see if my opinion changes, but maybe off the second <laughs> lesson. But first initial <laughs> listen, I had Murder Mook 2-1. So. Um, yeah. My girlfriend said the same thing. My girlfriend actually said... 3-0 murder mook okay she just there you liked, go and so my girlfriend has gotten some secondhand experience and knowledge from like me forcing her to watch rap battles <laughs> with me uh, i was gonna say I, right <laughs> she watched this one with me and she said murder mook 3-0 but hmm. she agreed with me if there's anything that you can argue for tay rock it was that second round because that's what i think and at least energetically he seemed the most locked in hmm. with the most conviction and that's what he does best so that's that's interesting that's interesting the beauty, beautiful thing, hip hop. But we're, you know, we're definitely beautiful. disagreed on some things today. But that's that's again it's the beautiful nature of, of hip hop and art, really, as a as a, just as a, as a whole. But definitely, um, yeah. Well, dude, this has been such a good episode. I, I think a great relaunch to our our, our official, you know, uh, turntable teachers episodes that we kind of that were really born uh, this podcast from. So again, thank you so much. We got uh, definitely more coming for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned. We are going to be get starting going on just to announcement. We're going to every other week, you're going to check in with Phoenix and I, we're going to have every other week, we're going to have, um, episodes where we do just like we did today, talking about topics in the music, uh, world and music industry and, and talking about actual, you know, reviewing music and, and artists. I'm sticking and around, stuff. buddy. Are you sticking around? Here. I'm coming back. We're talking about more music. We're diving into more battles. We're looking at more bars, and we're doing our best to like Joyner Lucas over here. All right, <laughs> Massachusetts, stand up, and Joyner, come back with us something strong, man. And, and somebody put me on, man. There's someone out there listening who is like, "Yo, Phoenix, you got this messed up." Someone put me on, man. Jordan Lucas is about to rap battle you and put you in a body bag, dog. I would rap. Yeah, pay he's about to destroy <laughs> me. He's about to destroy me. Oh, too great. I love it. No, this has been fun. I'm glad. I'm uh, glad we're doing this. And uh, yeah, like I said, so every other week we'll get these episodes out, and then, and then on the off weeks from that will be the regular guest speaker episodes. And you can always, like I said, tune in every Wednesday for Right Mind. So we, I got, we got one more. Um, I would say spinoff series or spinoff to the podcast. Like, so there's going to be four different mediums. Uh, we have another uh, co-host we're going to have for the other side of it. I will, uh, I'm going to just quickly, uh, I'm not going to quite uh, talk about that quite yet. I will uh, wait till we're prepared to announce that, but that is in the works with a, with another guest host, uh, excuse me, co-host. Uh, for the other uh, the other spinoff series we have coming, and I'm excited to launch that one as Turn well. Turntable so, Teachers is blowing up, man. Turntable Teachers is blowing up. Mike is Mike is back here pulling the strings. Trying bro. to pull some strings, Mike dog. Is back 20, here pulling the strings. 20, 2021, we got uh, is going to be the, the big launch for all, all of this and, and to get on that, that, that schedule that we have. So I'm super excited. And, uh, again, Phoenix, I'm just happy to have you part of the team. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. So thank you guys for tuning in to us. Make sure you follow us at Turntable Teachers uh, on Instagram. You know, street, uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, Insta- uh, YouTube, all that good stuff. 
And uh, yeah, until next time, I'm Mike, and this is Phoenix with the Turntable Teachers, and class is dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,